0: Absolutely. Pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, Um, First off, uh, congratulations for you and the old call science team with the Millies. Very well done. We'll come on to that in a bit. Um, For the benefit of people watching, who are you? Who did you serve with? When did you get out?
1: So, Dan Arnold served with 2nd Battalion, Princess of Wales Royal Regiment. Served for 10 years, got out in 2013.
0: Yeah. I did one of these yesterday with Woody. Ah, okay, yeah, Woody's a good mate. Yeah, he's a great <laughs> yeah. lad.
1: He's doing some great things. So, yeah, um, joined in 03, medically discharged in 13. So, that that, that was kind of my journey. Where did you serve? Uh, Northern Ireland, Iraq, Afghanistan. completed it. Completed it. Completed <laughs> it. Um. When When
0: did you serve in Ireland? What years were there?
1: Uh, I did a residential in 06 oh, to really? 08, so two and a half in Ballykelly. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: I did not do a residential. I, mean, I think they, we managed to get away with it last, towards the end of North Island, but as a away with not doing it. But uh, when I did sit out there, my first time out there was in Ballykelly. Yeah. Um, that was 2000, 2000, no, 2001, that was. Okay. 2001. Um, and the second time was for the marches. Yeah, two years out there. Did you have a family at the time? no oh, lucky. singly lucky. Yeah.
1: yeah, you can cope with that misery on your own 100% <laughs> it, it was a really different time because loads of people were just confined six month tours we were out mingling and kind of it, it was a different time so um, we, we were going out shopping and drinking right and at the end wasn't it? right at the end well we locked the gates on Ballykelly we closed down Banner
0: oh really yeah
1: so uh, we were mate. the last unit in Ballykelly <clears throat> shut the gates afterwards I believe it's a police training school now for Pierce and I Man. so yeah right Man. at the end of the no,
0: for the joys of that to Iraq and Afghan yeah. Um, mate, we know people with them. Uh, I think when we talk with civvies, right, um, about our military experience, and a lot of time when you hear veterans talk about military experience, so it sort of always focuses on the, um, the sort of jaw dropping, dark um, combat experience and stories. And I, I can understand why. But one of the things we, I think, brilliant brilliant ex military folks, especially like infantry and stuff like that. Is is having those amusing memories, those dits. When you rock up with the blokes, veteran the community, you remember that idiot. Remember this happened. Remember that. Yeah. The amusing stuff. Yeah. Which, you don't. Doesn't get out there much because you only really you in an enclosed community. So, I don't know if I don't know if it, if you can remember one well or not, right? But an amusing memory. Maybe yours a, a dit. Maybe yours. Yes. Maybe someone else's from serving, mate. Right? What what sticks in your mind?
1: Um, yeah, I've got about a hundred. I was definitely that bloke. <laughs> Um, pretty much every Monday morning outside some major's office getting chewed out for something. Uh, One time I was in Aldershot training with the army judo team and um, a good friend of mine, Darren, got a phone call and he's like, put him on the phone. And I was like, what? And they were like, confirm to me now that you have a pipe bomb in your room. And I was like,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Pipe bomb?
1: Yeah. So, you know when you go down when you're in Northern Ireland and you go down to like McGilligan and you do all the training? Well, I just picked one up like bucks like sweet in my room someone's had a party in my room chucked it out the window they found it on areas and they had the eod moving on with a full scaled robot and someone went no that was arnie's so they're on the phone like tell me now you've got one of the dummies and i was like yeah but i peeled all the black and yellow tape off it so it looked legit it looked live
0: for what reason did you do that
1: i was a lunatic (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they were moving in a hole and they were like tell him to stand by when he gets back and um yeah that was one of so i bump into lads all the time now and they're like you're doing this, like, you were an absolute creature, I was like, guilty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I walked up to Thetford, um, we just remembered this, we walked up to Thetford, uh, we were on training exercise, and I brought my dog, i sergeant at the time, so you can get away with stuff, like yeah. I brought my dog, and, um, guys are training, and there was a, there was a Dems, there's a demolition, uh, stand going on, a fucking dog ran at me grab one of the detonators and run f- run off the fucking running around the detonator, which isn't that bad it's bad for the dog if it goes off bad for the if it goes Christ, off yeah or gets around the explosive thing. <laughs> the Nightmare. no way the nightmare. yeah
1: Mega. <laughs> yeah there's loads of yeah did you get, did
0: you get in the
1: ship man? yeah one of was many there? occasions you ever i was passed? ubering no so like how i don't know <laughs>
0: This is one of the things about the military, isn't it? It's almost impossible to get kicked out. You have, you have to be filling someone in, and we were doing in front of the CO.
1: like Basically, there yeah. was another time, because we were in Cyprus when we were doing TRB, and I was walking through Napa Square with a dolly on my arm, and I heard, Corporal Arnold, and I turned around in the middle of Napa Square. God knows why I turned around to that, and there was an RMP like that. Ah, gotcha. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <There you> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking
0: about. <laughs> so leading, leading on from that then. Um, that's amusing. What was your what has been your toughest, toughest experience so far? Doesn't necessarily have to be an operation. or the problem most likely is it can be can we get out? Can we, I don't know what. I think what has been your toughest yeah. experience?
1: I think for me, Afghanistan was a terribly tough time. Like some of the kinetic tours we saw out there were some of the like worst that I personally seen. But equally along that, my transition basically since I've got out and the choices I made, I went from being in to not being very physically and mentally well kind of loads of drugs alcohol was looking down the barrel of a prison sentence at one point and that was kind of my catalyst when i was like you know what you need to sort your life out and kind of get back on track um so i guess from there it was a spiral that took a long time for me to sit up and realize that i had things i needed to address but um yeah i didn't really take heed of anything like this I didn't put any effort in I had a business when I left so I was like I'm all right Jack what
0: was the business
1: I was selling um cart fishing boilies and bait manufacturing and selling um fish food <laughs> um random. so <laughs> random so I was mad into my angling then um someone gave me the opportunity I got paid out because of my med discharge and they were like do you want to come in and um I wasn't in the right frame of mind to be my own boss at that time you know and you come from that um, indoctrinated like you're told to be there at any time and then it was my own thing and I was like go down the nuclear sub see you there all day so it didn't really work out for me too well but um, yeah that was probably one of the toughest things was I thought I knew it all and I think we all know people who've come out of the military who think that
0: yeah well, yeah, there's that people that you know it all and don't ask or people who n- realise I know Jack Completely about the real world and don't ask <laughs> you know um, we've just so we're at the Mission Motorsport event today so thank you to those guys who are inviting us a an awesome event for, for Veterans awesome and so if you're watching this and you're in the sound of cars go past it's because we're, right, we're in Silverstone <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right by the the, the, uh, the, the grid um, the, the, the finish is straight it's loud. Um, but going up that I was speaking to, to a group of people veterans that turned up for advice and transitioning out mm-hmm. and one of the things I said you know he's, we, you, you leave and you're fine you find it difficult to um, accept the fact that you don't know. Yeah. Everything, everything. You don't know everything about this world. You know Completely. everything about the military. You don't know anything about this world. Yep. And then the second thing is you find it very hard they're going to go and ask for help. Completely against our nature, they're going to ask for help and go, you know, or admit that you've got a gap in the knowledge.
1: Massively. And Unfortunately,
0: that's what you've got to do. You've got yeah. to uh, network, speak to people, say, "I need some basic and guidance." And it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for me. I still find it hard to this day. Yeah. Depending on what I'm doing. Um. But events like this and uh, make it a little bit easier. Uh, what would be your one bit of advice you would give someone uh, who's leaving the military now, transitioning now? I'd probably if say. You can only give one bit of advice.
1: What don't wait until your last year to start transitioning. Get it in early. If you know that that's your plan, you've got a five year plan, you're going to have kids, you're going to get out at your 12 year, your full time. Don't wait until your last year to start upskilling, bettering yourself, educating looking into sectors that you can do it's all well and good you can go and take your resettlement get yourself prints to project management all of this But if you've got no industry to apply it into especially coming from an infantry background like there's so much skill set that you can instill in people that actually you can do this you can do that you can do that but you see guys that have done full 22 and they're going in on the tools at 40 and I'm like you could be like project managing you've go going in companies and it's it start early upskilling do degrees while you're in use that comfort zone and that buffer you've got while you're in service to start upskilling just start putting little strings to your bow and then by the time you come out you've got the full package and it's not a panic like most people where they step outside the wire and then go
0: what's next yeah yeah I got a, a good friend of mine Ben Garwood I think you know him as well yeah. and uh he he started his transition out of the military. Um, Five five years ago, he's just leaving now. Yeah, I've seen five the post years ago recently. Yeah, and I really think well, how do you find how do you start transitioning the military five years ago? Ben probably didn't realise he started that transition five years Completely. ago. Completely. What he was doing, he was being being a bit an entrepreneurial. He was getting involved, and part of his job as well as being involved with some um, different civic companies and services. So what he what he started getting five years ago was a, a break, uh, an understanding of how city Street works, yeah. well, the commercial world works. Corporate structures, and all that, which is was completely alien to me. Alien, either. when you completely join at sixteen and then you
1: yeah. get out and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Mm. Um,
0: and then when he when he decided to pull the pin and leave, he was in a much better place. He understood it. He understood yeah. it much better than leaving because otherwise, what happens is you leave and then day one you've left them in the two Day one you ain't got a clue and you haven't started. Yeah. And, um, I, I think it's hard to understand how you can do it, um, but it's definitely possible.
1: I mean, there's so many role models out there in the veteran kind of space that are doing great things in industry. Michael Coates, like Brian's doing amazing things like yourself. People that have got huge industries and they're doing great things. Just look at them and ask the questions. There's so many platforms on social media. I read a book recently by an American guy. Google's free. If you've got a question, you don't want to go to someone and ask them, bang it in. It gives you an answer. There was a post out yesterday that said, someone that asked the question feels silly for five minutes. Someone who doesn't, for a lot longer because yeah. they never know. So yeah, information is knowledge.
0: So, so on the subject of entrepreneurialism, helping the veteran community, how on earth did all call signs come about? Well, I don't know. I, I yeah, no, um,
1: necessity really. So, a friend of mine that I served with, Danny, he was in Second Battalion with us. He went on to do um, Special Forces. He just went missing one day and sadly took his own life we found him to be passed and he was in my eyes the least likely individual that we'd see that would kind of um suffer like that um through my own journey with my own mental health since i got out i found civilian services really unrelatable so i was going in there and they'd be like right talk to me about your trauma and i'm like so there's an ambush hate shower rpg enemy forces fast there and she's like "Stop." What does any of that mean? So, my hour session was half hour because half hour it was unpacking kind of Jack's boot, like boot talk, like type thing. So we really realized that the best person to listen to you, if you're going through something, is someone who's been there and done it, got the tour t-shirt. So that's why we started with our listener platform. Today, we have 500 people on our platform that at the touch of a button, you could just be paired with another veteran. Now this can be transitioning. I'm getting out soon. I'm really kind of worried about it. I don't know what to do. All right, mate, yeah, I did that five years ago. I'll tell you what best bit of advice I can give you is this. Right the way up to, I'm spiraling. I think I'm circling the train and I'm in real trouble. And since then, we've just grown strength on strength. So that listener platform sees about between 70 and 100 people a week come through and use that, new conversations.
0: Explain the platform. I... I was predominantly
1: aware of the beacon Yeah, so that's one of the strands. We've got about five strands of what we do. So the chat now function, we use Facebook and WhatsApp. So we've written code on top of Facebook and WhatsApp that you press a button, bit of a roulette wheel, it pairs you up with a veteran, and you can start talking. Um, there's like in-house report functions. If you don't have a rapport with someone, just ding them out, goes on to the next one. And what you can essentially do is build that in-the-wire kind of camaraderie you had outside you could have a whole group private groups big groups whatever you need but it brings you that kind of um low-key naffy bullying like banter that type thing do you know what i mean that everyone kind of misses when they leave if you speak to anyone do you miss the job absolutely rats miss the blokes that provides that for you that's what we started with and then like you rightly said we've got the beacon platform now which was born out of dango and missing really is we know that it's paramount to get eyes out and make someone viral. So typically now in 24 hours, I can get between 1.5 and 3 million shares on an individual post. Can't travel, can't go on public transport, can't go anywhere. And we've had successes of a guy that left Scotland, traveled to North Devon with the sole intention of Ender's. He, he was gonna, um, the woman who worked in the hotel was married to a serving soldier, phoned us up and said, that bloke's in my hotel, this room we phoned the police contacted them said he's in this room kind of a bit of like well, who are you guys like what are you doing got over the line they went there forced the door down ligature set up he was going to take his own Jesus life Christ. and he wouldn't be here without the platform
0: that's amazing
1: yeah so we've managed to do that 75 times now with 71 positive recovery so in a little over a year and a half we've saved 71 members of the veteran community that we went know. missing to take their own life
0: that's amazing mate was amazing didn't realise that that's amazing. How do um, <laughs> so you got all call signs happen? Yeah. Yeah, so out?
1: um kind of on there we've got like the mindfulness, the chat application. We've also got a platform called Caseworker now. We provide private mental health treatment to anyone in the UK and now American troops as well. We find a lot of American troops that are expats in the UK huh. will try and access standard services and they'll go, Who'd you serve with? Marine Corps. Can't help you mate. So we were getting a lot of them come to us and go, Will you help us? And we're like well, yeah, you've served, you're in a bad place, we'll sort it out. So we now pay for private mental health treatment using the BACP, which is a network of tens of thousands of counsellors across the UK. We also have Caseworker, where we go to bat for individuals who, when you're really, really low and someone says you need to ring this number and phone up and they go, sorry, we only work in Shropshire, you now need to ring this person. They go, oh, we only do it if you were diagnosed in service. You get pinged around and by the end of it, you feel, well, actually no one does care. So we've got people that will go to bat for you and go, all right, fill in this form, what's all your issues? What do you need? Like, We'll prioritize it, we'll triage it, and then we'll phone up and go, right, housing. Let's get housing sorted, get you stable, get you comfortable, get some food in there using third parties. Then we can start with treatment and things moving forward. Um, And that's going really well. I think I've got something like 82 cases on the books at the moment where we're managing veterans pathways and just helping them navigate all the different. There's so many providers out there. We want to work with all of them, but it's knowing where to go. It's so much easier with that knowledge than trying to navigate it blind
0: that's mega allcallscience.org cool the website yep and uh, you're on all social media platforms all the
1: social media platforms we've got our website at yeah um, allcallscience.org cool and um, yeah we're just there to try and help people that have been there and done it we get it just talking helps that's our motto and it really does so just if you're feeling that you feel like that or someone you know feels like that just push them over and we get it I
0: agree mega Congratulations again, the release. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Cheers to you. Really appreciate it,
1: mate.